Oh, shit, we're back again. Yeah. Pass the boys. Pass the boys. Turn the fleet, turn the theme off. There we go. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> All right. So as a result of me accidentally playing a slur on last week's episode, I have fired Rock Ten. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will not be here. He will not be here as a result of my mistakes. So. All right. <laughs> uh. So. I'm Mega Fighter. That's Allie. Yes, this is Rasp Boys. We, for, we forgot the, to introduce ourselves last time, like idiots. The weekly 2002 podcasting wrestling experience that nobody asked for. <laughs> By the way, fucking Deadlock podcast, horning in on our territory. Johnny, Doing I've been the- watching you since Notwinsky. Back off, man. <laughs> How dare you? How dare, How dare, you? dare you talk dare about you? the fucking. The SmackDown where they kidnapped Scott Hall. They, was, we talked about the SmackDown where they kidnapped Scott Hall like a week before he talked about the SmackDown where they kidnapped Scott exact, Hall. That, exactly. That is bullshit. You sons of bitches. Sons of you, bitches. I'm looking at you, you, James. Yeah, I know what you did. We know what you did, James. I think that was only a two-man episode they did. It was, anyway. just, it was just James and Johnny. Yes. Paul, Paul, uh, Tony Pizza Guy, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. We don't have beef with you pizza and so uh we're we're getting so fucking close to wrestlemania i can taste the sour skittles we we are two weeks to sour skittles exactly we got uh we got we start off with the intro and then uh we get rick we got vince telling us that rick flair will not be joining us due to a family emergency with his eyes as wide open as he possibly can and it's fan appreciation night it's tonight on Raw. It's fan appreciation night. Uh, I'm on cocaine. <laughs> I, I I felt appreciated watching this show, let me tell you. Okay. You know what but, was the uh, weird thing I noticed about this Raw when I first started watching it? The hard camera's on the wrong side. <laughs> right. Every yeah. Like, normally it's on the left side. And when it's on the left side, like, the entrance ramp is to the left. Yeah. But this one was on the right, and it made everything look weird and backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's like you flip the camera. It's like you flip the screen. Yeah, but like that didn't happen with SmackDown. That was only Raw. They were uh, in Austin, Texas, I believe. I don't uh, the remember. Frank Irwin, the Frank Irwin Center. Yes, and Alex Jones might have been there being racist or some shit. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we start off with what sounds like a promising match. Booker T versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Also, we wait forgot a minute. about the shampoo thing again. Also, what? wait a minute. Uh, WWF New York, where no one in particular is there at the moment. <laughs> Please go to WWF New York. We got chicken wings. <laughs> that probably tastes like ass. Probably. Stone Cold comes out, and despite the wrapping on one of his knees, he is fucking, like, marching like he's perfectly fine. Yeah. Eh, what can you do? Uh, they, okay, and we now have the I announcement from commentary that a member of the NWO is going to appear tonight. And that one member was the entire NWO, so. <laughs> Good job, boys. Speaking of commentary, Lawler refers to Booker T's hairstyle as a Medusa. Yes, yeah, so the, like, I don't... no, no, he says that, like, Asian people have stupid haircuts and they should get Booker T's hair, which he calls the Medusa, which I think is wrong. <laughs> That can't be right. Those are braids. 
Those are braids. Dreadlocks are bigger than braids, but yeah. yeah. And also, I don't know if I don't know if and if besides, Japanese like people a should side... have braids. Is that a is that a thing that looks good? We, I feel like there's like this... a Japanese new metal band that does that, but I don't Probably. know the name of them. Like we've talked about that before in just personal life of just like hairstyles that look wrong on certain people. Like white guy dreads are terrible. Oh God, white guy dreads. Those are the worst. And, and Asian people with dyed blonde hair. Oh, that's like the ultimate I'm a I'm kind of a dick move, like you're a villain in a sports movie. Just have yeah. like an Asian guy with bleached blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. You're a dick if you do that. It's it's pretty much a fact. I, I I would say perms, but there's a lot of Japanese guys with perms. That's kind of a like an old perms school. Are fine. That's like an old school yakuza look. Uh, yeah. But if you're blonde, it's just like, oh my god, you look like an asshole. Yes. But yeah, I, you brought up the camera earlier, and the, definitely it shows that they're on the wrong side because, like, eventually, like they didn't cut right because this match starts up, and then like the crowd's kind of like looking well, off I to mean, the side. Well, I mean, they brawl for a bit. Booker T whips Stone Cold into the corner and does that kind of punch chop thing he does. Yeah. And then he does it again in a different corner, and then the match is over because the NWO just runs in. <laughs> very slowly, I might add. Very slowly. It's a very ginger, like, run-in. Yeah. Booker T gets the fuck out of there, which, again, this is just... I really can't say enough how much I hate how the WWE booked the NWO. You know... I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to shit on the three of them. I imagine, besides Hulk Hogan, that the Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are decent people. Yeah. But I imagine in a in a sprint contest, Scott Hall would be the fastest, and that's sad. <laughs> that is very... Well, yeah, because Hogan's got a bad Hogan's back. Hogan's got a bad and back shit knees. and shit knees. And Nash is, like, gingerly running because anything farther than that in his legs will explode. So, yeah. Scott Hall. <laughs> and even I can't be certain about Scott Hall, because when we talk about, like, a later match, I notice how when Scott... Like, Scott Hall has, like, kind of thin legs at the like from, like, the ankle down, kind of. Yeah, a little bit, but I still feel like he could probably maintain a run for at least five seconds or more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the crowd looks... I thought the I thought they ran in from the crowd, but no, they ran down the ramp. But the ramp was the, the wrong ramp. way. <laughs> yeah, because or the camera was wrong, so it just like you just see these people kind of looking off to the side. It's like oh, okay, somebody's coming down that way, I guess. Also, we got to see the concessions guy from this side. Oh yeah, He's handing That's out right. fucking cotton candy and shit. I talked about that like later on in the show. Yeah, handing out hot uh, dogs. So yeah, Booker T manages to escape an NWO run-in, which I'm fairly certain is not how you book the NWO. I don't no think. I think Booker T just is gone for the rest of he the just episode. Ran. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. He's not even that beat up. Like he he took some punches from Stone Cold. You know, he, he might have got, he might, like, he gotten Irish whipped once or twice. He might have gotten hit once by like Scott Hall and then bailed. Yeah, like he's fine. But Booker T's like, all right, I'm heading up. I'm going back to the hotel. Uh, we get we get we get the free man beat down. Um, Scott Hall hits uh, Austin with like a wrench. Oh yeah, they they pull out a, like a toolbox and they grab like a pipe wrench and nail nail him with it. And he and he blades and immediately he blades, <laughs> and then just starts bleeding everywhere. 
Like they get blood all over the I fucking ring. I think they ring. intentionally like tried to smear the blood around as much as possible to make it look like it was really, really heinous and bad. Wasn't wasn't Kevin Nash covered in like like hands are covered in? No, no. Like he after they busted him open and they sort of like did a bunch of moves on him and he was in the middle of the ring. Like Nash wiped his hand on Stone Cold's forehead and like rubbed the blood on his hands like hand sanitizer. Right. It's and the first thing gross. I thought of, because he does the over-the-top rope get-in-the-ring thing, and he has to grab it, I was like, ew. Man, those ropes are going to be gross. The ah. ropes are going to be gross. The fucking mat was, like, covered in blood for the rest of the show. Yeah, and every time I saw a wrestler with their face down, and they're, like, getting dragged to move to do, a, like, a, I don't know, like a Boston Crab or some shit, I just imagine they're getting their face wiped on stone-cold blood, and it's, like, gross. <laughs> So gross. They I'm not saying. Been... I think it would have been much worse if it was X Pac blood, but or Bob Orton blood, or Bob Orton blood could have been way worse. I have a I have a note here, and I think you'll probably have the elaboration. I wrote down. I didn't think you could break the 180 rule in wrestling. Um, I think it was just because some of their cameras were on the wrong side and some were on the correct side. So, so it just, it, sometimes when someone would run the ropes, the camera would kind of invert and you would lose where they are because <laughs> yeah. they flipped directions. <laughs> so despite the fact that wrestling The 180 need rule to... is a camera technique that makes sure that if someone's standing on the right, no matter what camera they're on, they're on the right. Yeah. Because you're not breaking that plane. And I'm not talking about close-up cameras because sometimes they'll take a cameraman and like someone gets thrown into the stairs, and then the cameraman will be like, "Oh, we got thrown into the stairs." And you know, like wrestling doesn't have to strictly adhere to that rule, but I didn't think it could. But it's really nice to it. know where the wrestler is in yeah. relative to the other wrestler. <laughs> we do. We we cut the commercial after the NWO have done their beatdown. Oh, yeah, they leave Stone Cold like in the ring. And then Scott Hall runs back in like once or twice to hit him some more. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a fucking thing that I think has like that's like a running theme of like stopping to beat up the face more. Yeah, that's a thing for this show. But we do we we cut to commercial. We come back and um, Stone Cold is still in the ring. <laughs> still in the ring. They're they're like they're getting out the gurney. They're gonna load him up. But, but he refuses like, refusing. medical treatment. And he's just still smearing blood on the he's, ring. He's just like, I gotta wipe more of my blood on the ring. And then, like, what? he kind of falls out and then just kind of, like, walks to the back while leaning on everything he can lean on to make it look like he's even more hurt. Yeah. And it takes so fucking long. It takes forever. He doesn't get on the ramp right. <laughs> then he kind of, like, walks to the back anyway. <laughs> It's One just, thing I just, noticed, all three members of the NWO are wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> they're all wearing skinny jeans. They're, they're all wearing, wearing Tommy, like Tommy Hill. Hill. They're all wearing Tommy Hill figures, which are not Hill fingers. It turns out it, I just had that wrong for all of my life. Okay. Everyone thinks that, Allie. Don't worry. It's like everyone thinks that once in their life of like. But they oh, had Tommy the big stupid Tommy Hill figure logo on like the on their ass. <laughs> 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 uh, we cut to. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just kind of doing mouth mouth noises. Mouth noises. Okay. I, I wrote as a note over under on if they clean the mat. 
<laughs> I, I said no. They do not. not going to. They never do. It's gross. Uh, we we get. Oh, and match. Scott Hall accepts the challenge, even though oh, I yeah, thought Scott he Hall. did last week. Yeah, Scott Hall accepts the challenge. I forgot this was also where, like, I think he yells at Austin a bit, and the way he's framed makes it look like he's about to show Austin his dick. Oh yeah. Like also, I I wanted to write down that Lawler flubbed, which is fine, but I just like writing down silly flubs that yeah. they have to bring a hospital to Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. Just <laughs> give me the wheel, sir. This is a hospital. Drive an entire <laughs> medical facility to Austin. Yes. I think we've talked about this before on Rassle Boys, but I I feel like we should reiterate. If we haven't, or if we have. They are not allowed to say hospital. And I I think our theory is that if they say hospital, people will look up, like, hospitals in the area and, like, Especially because it's live TV on Raw. Especially so they, live TV, yeah. So they'll, tr- like, people who are marked still will, like, you know, just be like, Oh, I gotta check, I gotta see if Stone Cold's okay. We gotta get Stone Cold back. <laughs> We've got to get Stone Cold back. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. The way you said it just made me think of that cartoon. <laughs> wow, we got to get Stone Cold back. <laughs> uh, we have our we have speaking, our next match. Uh, uh, speaking of complete juxtapositions, Scotty Too Hottie and not Brian Lawler make their entrance. Scotty Too Hottie and Albert coming out to the ring for a tag team match. Big Bobo Brown. I don't know what they're saying in that fucking song. Big Bobo Brown. That, that was interesting. <laughs> I will make you understand. Uh, out comes Tess, and he says, "Well, usually I'd be tagging with Booker T right Who now." Who got punched like three times? Who got punched like three times? And it's just like, why isn't Booker T your partner right now? But I found the perfect partner. Haha. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get the partner, the partner's Get Mr. Perfect. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> I just, I want, like, that would be my fucking way of, like, doing a promo. If, they, if like, I make a joke, and then I if just they, If they going... don't pop for my joke, I will, just, you'll just say, get it, over and over again, until they fucking laugh, or leave. Yes. <laughs> or boo. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Perfect comes out to be test partner. So now I just feel like the booking is kind of backwards, and I'm usually one for, like, you know, a little variety and a little mix-up, so you don't have, like, the same guys wrestle over and over again. Yeah. But why didn't Mr. Perfect wrestle Stone Cold? And then Scotty, Johnny, Albert were wrestle Test and Booker T. That makes more sense to me. Makes more it's, sense. Not like, it's not like they're using Mr. Perfect in any storyline right now. He's just kind of a guy who's a dick. He has beef with Stone Cold, so it makes sense that he'd want to wrestle him again. Yeah. You know, he gets beaten up a little bit, then he makes a run for it because the fucking NWO kick his ass, or NWO kicks Austin's ass. And then you just have Tested Booker T fight another tag team. Anyway, uh, it's a decent but short match. Um, Perfect tries the perfect plex on Albert. That doesn't fucking work. The (laughs) commentary wonders how big Albert's head is. And then yeah, we they, hear the referee really loudly proclaim or proclaim that there's two minutes left in this match. It's it's so loud that the closed caption picks it up. 
You talk too much, man. You never Legitimately, should. it's on the network's closed caption. Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Like, like I'm looking at this like, wait, why is it saying two minutes? Oh, my God, that's the match time. And yes. It, it ended in two minutes. <laughs> it ended in two minutes after. After they pretended to be a train. After. And also, uh, how, do you make, how do you make the worm texas ear? I don't know. Anyway. By doing it in Texas. Mr. Perfect Hits. The perfect plex. The perfect plex. <laughs> and I believe they get the win, but Albert's pissed. Albert's pissed, and they, you know, he starts beating up on um he starts beating up on perfect. Then Tess comes in and hits his big boot. He he Love whiffs it. the big boot and then hits it after like a little bit. I think he just... whiffed the big boot in the match, but in the post match he hits it. Yeah, and he fucking nail I think it was Albert. <laughs> he nails Albert with the big boot. I love that big boot. Ah, uh, so good. In comes Rikishi from the right again. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Perfect eats some ass. Mr. Perfect eats ass. He didn't have the towel. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't have, have the towel. He didn't bring the towel this time. No, he had the towel, but he lost it. Uh, he should have he kept the towel. He should have been prepared. <laughs> and then Rikishi and Scotty Too Hotty hug. I wanted them to dance because Rikishi's theme was playing. And every time yeah, Rikishi's exactly. theme's playing, you must teleport a fedora under your head and dance. Yes. <laughs> we are looking fly today. We look and fly Albert, today. And Albert just kind of stood awkwardly while Scotty and Rikishi hug. Yeah, you guys are... Yeah. <laughs> I, I tagged Rikishi and Albert, honestly. You know, I like Albert. And that's a weird statement because he's not the best wrestler, but I always feel like he's doing everything he can to make sure that like he's getting his gimmick the best he can do. He's committed. He is willing to commit to any gimmick you give him. E even if he's like a, a pierced penis or a s Japanese man, but not really, or if he's a big dancy boy or if he's big, serious train man, he always, he always tries to just go for it as hard as he fucking can. And I appreciate like he, that. I think he genuinely loves the business. So he is willing to commit to it. Yeah. This is a job he loves. So yeah, I just Why? props to props to Albert. Props okay. to Albert. Uh, Big dude. I don't think he won the, the underrated, but props to Albert. Anyway, it, there's a lot of underrated people on these shows tonight. Yeah. And uh, now we cut to more Jonathan Coachman abuse. Yeah, just Kurt Angle doesn't even want to bother hearing what he says, and he cuts a promo where I love the fact Angle doesn't curse. <laughs> I, I love think that. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, he says H E double hockey says, I'm like, oh my god, that is so fucking it's so fucking, cheesy. Fucking dork. <laughs> such a dork, and I love it. Because it's like he's a dork in his mannerisms, but when you get him in the ring, he just murders people with suplexes, and it's yeah, great. He's a great fucking wrestler too, so <laughs> He can afford to be goofy because as soon as he's in the ring, he just fucking goes. And it's like, what do you, what are you gonna tell him? <laughs> what are you gonna are tell you gonna, him? Are you gonna tell like him not course? to act like that? <laughs> he can are suplex you. you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to mess with Kurt Angle. No, thank you. But yeah, he's going after Triple H. They got a steel cage match tonight for the main event. Oh yeah, because it's fan appreciation night. It's fan appreciation night. That was the other thing Vince McMahon announced. Uh. Where am I? Oh. Uh, Goldust? Oh, yes, yeah, Goldust promo where he spent half of it squatting for some reason. He was squatting in front of Lillian Garcia, who was like just interviewing him about. In the ring. Uh, in the ring. It's an in ring interview, too. Uh, where they're talking about um, 
just like him using the forgotten 24-7 rule. They acknowledge that they forgot the rule, and also Goldust explains what we kind of thought. Go- also, don't forget Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven 1992. Unforgiven 1992. <laughs> I love that he does that. That's not something that he did a lot in like modern WWE. No, I liked that part, though. I liked him being a movie buff. That, that yeah. fit. That fit. Oh, yeah, that was one of the things we noticed that, whoops, continuity, even though we shit on the bad continuity sometimes, whoops, continuity happened. The 24-7 rule was always in effect, just no one wanted to fuck with The Undertaker. It was (laughs) exactly as we had thought. So you know what? Props to WWE on that. Hey, you remembered a thing. Congratulations. You remembered a thing and explained it well. You did basic writing. Yeah, that that was writing. You, You did writing. Yeah, do more of that, just in general. Anyway, out of, out of nowhere, here comes Taz and referee Jacqueline, even though she's been gone for a month. Uh, right? So she's back. Yeah. Like, I kind of almost forgot, but I uh, you'd occasionally bring her up, so it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I kept complaining that, like, they kept doing, like, oh, she's getting her referee license, and, like... She and was then in the background sometimes, it. and then sometimes she'd be a ref, and then they she went away. But now she's back. <laughs> Just let Jacqueline do things. <laughs> and now we begin the... Uh, go ahead. Also, this is Fire Extinguisher Month, because for some yes. reason, everyone keeps taking out fire extinguishers. Everyone keeps using fire extinguishers in hardcore matches. So we also begin the second theme, the recurring theme of tonight. Uh... Dick-based offense. Dick-based offense. Because Taz, both... Taz kicks an unsuspecting Goldust in the penis. And in response, Goldust kicks Taz in the penis, but only after getting out of the ring and grabbing a trash can and throwing it into the ring and then getting back in the ring and then kicking him in the penis. <laughs> right? Like, why not kick him in the dick, then go get the trash can? You can basically just... You can multitask, Goldust. It's fine. Yeah. At least keep to your focus of kicking him in the dick. Yes. I believe uh, he hits a Taz mission on Goldust, and Goldust grabs a nearby trash can lid, even though they kind of scooted towards it a little bit, but, you know, whatever, and nails him with it for the win. Yep. Goldust keeps the hardcore title. And you could totally see Goldust's penis. (laughs) (laughs) You could? Yeah, you could. (laughs) I, I, I missed that, thankfully. Yeah. I only have here in my notes, every new NWO segment makes me sad. Um, NWO are in the back drinking Stone Cold's beers. Yeah, they're drinking the Steve Weiser. they cut to outside. I think they're in his locker room as well. Yeah, they're in his locker room, and they're like, let's stroll. And then everyone walked out. And then JR was like, those are dogs. Yeah. Those damn dogs. (laughs) Uh, We get a Rob Van Dam interview, which is very nice for Coachman, because... Because Rob Van Dam's not an asshole? Yes, Rob Van Dam isn't an asshole, and his voice is normal. <laughs> his voice is nice and he, just mellow. He doesn't have that raspiness to it. So he just sounds like some surfer dude, which is weird because he's from Michigan. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a big stoner, so... It's like, hey, Coachman, <laughs> I like Rob Van yeah. Dam, too. I like watching him on TV. <laughs> just, then Lanthorn comes out. And says, you got lucky on heat. And I'd, I'd sure love to know how how uh, Rob Van Dam got lucky at heat. Release but it's heat. not on the network. Release heat. You only have like two or three heats on there. I want more. More heat. And I want velocity. 
and velocity. That hasn't happened yet. That's like oh three. I, I want to draw the. I will draw the line at metal and jacked. You can keep those in the in the vaults, but <laughs> and shotguns Saturday night or whatever it's called. Actually, shotgun Saturday night at least would be interesting. Because that was like when they were doing it live and shit and like Triple H's hair getting or Triple H getting tombstone on an escalator. <laughs> At least there'd be interesting shit on shotgun for a bit for like the first week. Uh, I think we cut so to like... So Landstorm gently slaps RVD. Landstorm then, gently slaps RVD. And then RVD just goes, okay. Let's okay, I'll wrestle you. We'll wrestle. <laughs> he doesn't like, yeah. I remember that was a thing, was like, this was a thing that I think RVD also talked about in one of his shooting reviews, where it's like, there was like this constant like attempt to get RVD to play angry, and it's just, that's not him. He can't, I do not think you can make Rob Van Dam mad. I swear to God, he has so much, can, t- he, just- he has so much THC in his brain, in his blood, that I just, I do not think he can get angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a dude who has, who's very zen in his life. So it's like, yeah, getting him angry doesn't work. And if he does get angry, he's, he's just constantly hot for, like, the rest of the day. So it's not a good idea. So Lawler uh, is pretending to be concerned about Christian. Yeah. I remember, like, he said, like, like DDP's trying to get him to see the light at the end of the tunnel or something. Or like yeah. trying to get him to see no, the light. Yeah, I was trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and then Lawler comments, I just hope that light at the end of the tunnel isn't a train. <laughs> yeah, an oncoming train, and we were just like, Jesus Christ, what? <laughs> I'm worried about Christian. I hope he doesn't kill himself. God and, I, God, and I thought I was the only one to make tasteless suicide jokes. I hope he doesn't just shoot himself in his apartment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> He's gonna kill Justin Roberts. Anyway, uh, was it was it Roberts? It was Josh Matthews. Fucking damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I'm I am ruining that fucking Tim White reference every time. So DDP is trying to console Christian and show him that he's working very hard on his brand new smile, which looks like he. <laughs> How do you describe that smile he made? <laughs> That's how I describe it. Just give it an auditory sound. It's like, like, just say the words "my retainer," and that's that's retainer. that's my yeah, idea. Yeah. It's definitely like he's sucking on his retainer. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if he thinks he looks like an idiot. Yes. But DDP but like, gives him the mantra: "I like me. I like me. I'm, I'm a, a good, good person. person. I'm a, I'm a slap your titties, really good person." <laughs> I'm a really good person. And then he like Christian gets a call during this and it's like, they're they're like, it's, I guess it's some sort of hospital administration. Cause they're calling about his grandma being on life support. I think it's his auntie. I think they, I think he said either his aunt or his grandma. I think he said granny, but, um, but yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Pull the plug. I get, I'm getting a lot of money off that. I'm getting the inheritance. <laughs> And then DDP's I, like, wait, hold, hold what? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay, we gotta go back. We gotta go back a step. We gotta, we gotta go one. back a step, because what the fuck? <laughs> uh, do we uh, have one another... Of the, one of the constant things this NWO angle is, is Hulk Hogan trying to do spinoffs of other people's catchphrases, and they suck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you better bow down when the NWO's around, brother. 
yeah. Hall 317 says bow down to Scott Hall. <laughs> yeah, it is horrible. I it forgot sucks. what the- All I have on my notes is just this is depressing because I was hating every time the NWO were on screen. The problem is the NWO are in two angles right now, but if either of them are in an angle, all three of them are in the angle. (laughs) It's just... We'll talk about how they should have been. You see so much. So you see so much, and they're not doing anything of importance. Um, They walk in the back and they find a staffer with a stone cold shirt and they beat him up and tear the shirt off his, his chest and they bury him under milk. Crates and then they and dump it. milk crates on him. It's just every time they come on, I'm just like, Oh my God, kill me now. I hate this. So it down is. at WWF, New York, Godfather's fucking, I mean, well, he's, Godfather dan- apparently he's dancing. He's having trouble. He's having he's trouble da- with He's his dancing. Business. He's dancing. But Jerry Lawler starts talking about how his business is not financially solvent. <laughs> well, maybe if you properly hooked up your fucking phone number so I could call and get an escort, Godfather. Godfather, your escort business would go great if you hooked up your fucking phone. <laughs> Hook your phone line. I have been calling you for weeks trying to get one. And I've got nothing. We called on the show. <laughs> We called them the show, and it led to nowhere. So there's a thing they're advertising on TNN called Divas Sex on the Beach. Oh my god! I Why don't know what the, the I don't know what the fuck it is. It's probably Stacy Cabler in a bikini on a beach or some shit. I don't know. I'll probably I'll look it up, but but it's like. Oh my god, okay, let's see, I'm finding an IMDb. It's like the sex on the beach is a drink, and it's sex. It's a, it's a, it's a beach, it's a beach photo shoot. And they televised it? And they televised it. Is this for adults or children? <laughs> I don't, great question. I'll, I'll read you off the I list of I feel like WWE who... is specifically like Ruthless Aggression slash Late Attitude Era WWE is the only one with the man-children demographic. <laughs> really? Just... And then, like, Spike TV also appealed to the man-children demographic, which, guess what yeah. they moved from TNN to back in the day? Spike. Uh, Spike TV, yeah. Yeah, man-children demographic. It's a real thing. Fucking, it's people who Spike... watch the fucking man show and, like... Didn't, didn't Spike, like, when they, when they rebranded, like, they were like, we're the channel for men, like Stripperella, Ren and Stimpy, adult cartoon show. Yeah, and like, wrestling where everyone just shows their tits at you. Yeah, it was. It's the gaudiest nonsense. And then all they had left was like Impact and Cops reruns. It was like Impact and Cops reruns. Yeah. Oh, and Mansers. Have you ever fought so hard your balls explode? <laughs> Spike TV sucked. Spike TV sucked. <laughs> And it, and it brought down G four with it because they tried to be like Diet Spike TV. Oh yeah, they did a they did a pivot. They did the pivot to like Diet Spike TV where they were like, and then it was cheaters. just and then it was just a. Oh yeah, it was like cheaters. It was um, I think they also showed cops. I don't know. They also showed reruns of cops. <laughs> it was bad. And then it just became reruns of Ninja Warrior, and then they pulled the plug, and it became a horse racing channel. And then G four came back. Hi, Xavier Woods. Yeah, hope, hope, you're, hope you're killing it, buddy. Uh. <laughs> Woo! But uh, yeah, well, now speaking of women, we got Jazz versus Trish Stratus. 
Why did I uh, write the, WWF Women's TV? <laughs> women's TV. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's because Lawler said he fucked on a TV. Oh, yes. That's right. He was like, I had sex on TV once. It was really hard. It was hard to stay on. That sounds like a bad idea. What do you think a TV's used for, Lawler? I mean, it's I, not guess it, I guess it's I guess because they still had calf road ray tube television. Cathode we still ray hadn't yet gotten. We still didn't get flat screen, so you could still have a bag to it to think, rest um, your ass on. I think rear projection was starting to become a thing, but it's not HD yet. Because that's yeah. like that's like oh eight, oh seven. Yeah. This was around, this was probably around the time we finally stopped using CRT <laughs> in our house, this except for me was fine. This match was all right between Trish Stratus and Jazz. This was an all right match, yeah. They the did uh, until they did the spot where they ripped off Trish's bra. <laughs> yeah, and also I feel like Trish's STF, which she was like, where she was mimicking. Um, oh yeah, she got STF'd and then she countered with her own STF. But I gotta say, and, Jazz's STF is like Italian kiss, and her STF yeah. is. Eh. <laughs> it was. It, it got a bit sloppy. Like she wasn't able to really hook. Like especially because Jazz has that kind of big arm, so she's just kind of yeah. squeezing you with it, and, and it looks great on TV. It did, it didn't look as good for Trish. And, you notice you know, that, like, I I am not. I swear to God, I am not accusing anyone of anything. But why doesn't Lawler flirt when there's a black woman in the ring? <laughs> it. We brought this up, I think, last week, and it sticks true. <laughs> Is that anytime it's like it's like not a white woman, he just isn't interested. And I guess in part there's like at least he's treating her like she's With an respect. actual competitor. Yeah. And respect. But it also feels kinda like Jerry, that that's a bit racist of you not to at least say Look, that. Look, if you're thinks. going to be a pervert, be a pervert that is a pervert to all women. <laughs> an equal opportunity pervert. Yes. You know what? I think like during this match, I just started appreciating Jazz's booty. You did have a nice booty. Yeah, you you, you, you tried to get me talking about booty, and I do like booty. That's like my main think, body part that I like. But, but you were but you were too distracted by all the blood. I was distracted by the fact the fucking man is smeared in blood. <laughs> right. Uh, the match ends in a very weird DQ, which is because like I swear to God. He he called for the like Jim Cordaire. Oh, I, I think for the... I, I think it was because Trish was so worked up she wouldn't rope break, and they counted to five, and she got DQ'd. I swear to God, Jim Cordaire is counted to three. He did not count to five. Um, I didn't hear five. That'll be up to contention because I think he counted till five, but I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they played Trish's theme at the end of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Trish gets the cute play the theme. We don't even know why themes play anymore. Sometimes, like someone will win, their theme will play, and then like a post-fight, post-match beatdown happens, and then the other guy's theme will play. <laughs> right? And it's like, or who's queuing the themes? <laughs> God, get your shit together, Kevin Dunn. Or they'll get DQ'd, and then their theme plays. <laughs> Uh, we cut to the backstage where Stephanie's. I think she's yelling at at Jericho to get her um her lotion. Her pristine. Oh no! I think she was first complaining on the phone about her lotion because like yeah, she gets her lotion at Greenwich, Connecticut instead of Texas where they are. And man, they really do like the cheap the cheap heat of just saying Texas people are stupid. 
Did they watch really? that? Did they watch that episode of SpongeBob? <laughs> oh my god! I, that probably Texas. actually was out. That was actually probably out at that time. So yeah, it's very topical. <laughs> what am I? Stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? <laughs> no, okay. Uh, okay, but uh, then Triple H comes in with like a box of her stuff, of, like because stuff. they're divorcing, so they have to start giving away fifty-fifty of everything. Yeah, because Triple H did get prenup from the from the shotgun. Um, so we weren't <laughs> sure what wedding. was in the box at first. It was like there was a power cord hanging out of it, but once he dumped it over, it was like hair curlers and beauty supplies and shit. After so she grabs. Go ahead. After Triple H tells her that she once again has a giant vagina. Oh my god! Like he, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, your box is too big, and it's like giant vagina. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, he said, like, something like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty big box, which is appropriate. It's like, oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> and just, uh, you, 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 you pump the brakes so hard on Triple H's return after horrible leg injuries. <laughs> oh, man, just, you know, this has definitely been an, ex an exploration of why was this feud so despised? And it's like, OK, yeah, I get it. I get why people hated this feud. I'll be I get honest, people... one of the problems is I feel like I don't have anyone to cheer for because, like, yeah, Triple H is being a chud. That kind of just, like... <laughs> but Chris Jericho's the heel. What a whore. <laughs> and it's right. just, like, I can't really cheer for him because I just feel like he's being immature and stupid. But Stephanie's annoying, and Jericho's just trying to keep his title. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jericho, because he, despite the fact that he's an obnoxious heel, at least he's entertaining. Yeah, and I like I like his very compl complex ways he wins matches of just, like, yes. the seven-part Acme plan finishes that he has to do. Yeah. It makes it look like he's either planning ahead or just really fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah, or shooting from the hip. Or shooting from the hip of just like, oh, I can do this and that will happen and then I can I can win. Yeah. But I like that. Uh, Stephanie, like, excitedly grabs, like, a bottle of her lotion. She just starts like, smearing it all over herself. And they just lotion. Lotion, <sighs> lotion sounds here. I don't, I don't have any lotion. Uh, got ASMR putting on lotion. No, don't do it. It's, I swear to God, if you have lotion, I'm stop recording right now. I have, I have, I have Aquaphor. Aquaphor! <laughs> yes. Aquaphor! Okay. I need I need it because I actually have been kind of getting itchy in the hands, like the back of my hands. Anyway, so we uh, we cut to Booger Red as Jr. calls him, and he I calls really him wish... Booger Red several times, and I fucking hate it. I want it to not. Is this... that a is that a reference to something? I think it's because Mark Calloway is a natural redhead. I don't know what Booger Red specifically is supposed to be a reference to. I thought he was saying Booker Red at first, and I was like, that's weird. That no, <laughs> booger red like a, like a and, bloody snot. Uh, for some reason, and I do oh, not understand it's a, why. It's a football reference. Oh, for some reason, uh, just they start mentioning that Undertaker has a hobby of collecting VHS tapes. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, was that? No, that wasn't until next. That was that was next. That was SmackDown. Yeah, but he still has the, uh, he still has the tape of David Flair training. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're cutting to that. Uh, so we go to um, we cut to like a tape or we were, we're given the video of like they're in like a WWE gym or a WF gym. Yeah, Booker T announces like, that he has a tape. 
oh, he's in the ring. Duh. Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, Taker's in the ring. He said and he Booker announces... Booker Red. Booker Red, fuck it. Undertaker was in the ring and he announced that he had a film to show and it was on the Titantron. We're at like a training facility with uh, Tom Pritchard. And the Dr. Style. The good Do- Pritchard. The good Pritchard. And David Flair. David Flair way, just doing arm drag. Did you know he's only 23 when this episode came out? He was only 23. And that was after his entire WCW run. <laughs> and he still wasn't good. <laughs> He's 23. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah. Talk well, about not being ready learning. for TV. I would have just. At least he's learning now. I would just put him on fucking heat forever until he's okay. <laughs> he's. They're, they're prepping him for tough enough free. <laughs> but yeah, Undertaker busts in and just starts attacking everyone. He shoves Pritchard and tells him to back off. You thought he shouted, I- fuck off, Pritchard. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, did he just say that? And the, then the captain came up, back off, and just like, oh, okay. And then he takes David Flair. And drags him to the bathroom. Drags him to the shower. Yes. Like, it just starts beating him up. But this got, like, uncomfortable? very uncomfortable for me. You know, when he started, when, when Undertaker threw David into, like, one of the shower stalls, and sat with him, I legitimately started referencing, don't get the broom. Don't, don't get, get the broom. broom. Oh, God. Anyone who's watched the funny seasons of 13 Reasons Why. The, the, when, the, when it gets real bad. When it gets real yeah. bad, yeah. This just this was so uncomfortable. And, like, oh, not the uncomfortable they want, where it's like, oh, fucking Undertaker's a sicko fucking psychopath. No, I just think he's a pervert. Yes. Because he says this quote, I told you I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Well, he's got his arm like wrapped around David in a shower they're like, with a cameraman like recording this. Vaguely cuddling. Like and then cuddling. Undertaker's just like, I wonder what your little brother's doing. And oh, we yeah, were he just said, like, don't you have a little brother? I was like, oh, God, no. Too far, too far, too far. And then, no, wait, you have a sister, don't you? Oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus. I just remembered we forgot when during the Stone Cold beatdown, JR with the poor wording of the night, Austin is getting violated. This is just a bad night of wording. This is apparently. the week of oddly sexual wrestling. Like this is the uncomfortable part of the subtle homoeroticism of professional wrestling. Where it toes the line so much that you think somebody's probably going to get like violated. And the sad thing is, it's wrestling. There's a good chance that could happen on a show. So, welcome to Good Wrestling featuring RVD and Lance Storm. Yes, yes. We cut away from the uncomfortableness of that to RVD versus Lance Storm. Where, that's where we saw the cotton candy guy. <laughs> I think getting that cotton candy. I want some. Cotton candy's good until you get it, weirdly. I think it's nice when it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a flavor dissolving in your mouth. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, there's a certain amount of cotton candy I could tolerate. <laughs> I guess so, yeah, because that is just pure sugar in your mouth. Yes, especially so. when it starts dissolving. So, yeah, this match is good. They they this set up a, a good match. They set up a really quick angle of, like, RVD tweaking his leg and Lance Storm trying to, like, beat, you know, hurt his leg so he wins. 
Oh yeah, Van Damme. An attempt to get the Lance Storm RVD taunt, even though there's like only two fucking syllables in that. I I, I managed to think of a of, of a solution for that, which is Calgary, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> That's where I live. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't do that. That would have been wonderful. I would have popped so hard. Uh, RVD very early on had a stored finisher, so he. Uh, Oh yeah, so he, he hit he hit some OMG moment. <laughs> he did the OMG moment of like you kind of hang him on the barricade and then you do like a spin kick off of the fucking or do like a yeah. springboard spin kick. But yeah, that was but, good. Uh, it was only like five it, minutes, but it was it still was only five minutes, but it felt longer. To I, us. I remember so, so much of that. it. <laughs> yeah, and it was paced so nicely. The like, psychology was more good. That. that that was a more perfect like we're in the mid card match. <laughs> Yeah, I was happy with that. And then they cut to NWO because I need to stop being now happy. Now they're just drinking coffee. They're drinking coffee and like a guy comes by and he's like, I'm, I'm here, here to check the coffee. I'm here to check the coffee. And they open up like the they open up like the coffee pot. And then they shove his face in it. Yeah, and he just starts screaming in pain. And he like r- kind of rolls off screen screaming in horrible pain. And then they start playing rock, paper, scissors on who gets to wrestle tonight. <laughs> And Scott Hall wins. Like, yeah, Scott Hall wins. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to, of course, fucking pull up the fucking rap sheet. Scott, you're on the rap sheet again. Stop burning people. Stop, stop, stop attacking people with coffee. For the We've love of God. We've already covered what in like throwing hot coffee on someone is, even though the laws might be slightly different in Texas because I believe that was somewhere in the. Uh, in that the, was somewhere else. I that was to, like in the, that it. was in like New England. Yeah, but it's but still, that doesn't it's mean like, you go into you go into jail, Scott. You want to rap sheet? Exactly. And I'm gonna uh, try and stop it before it plays the second one. <laughs> and also, we're gonna be very careful with that again. I'm being very careful with my music bot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we this played David time. Flair, and we played the Dink Dink. <laughs> yeah. And then I think do we have anything between this NWO segment and the next? Um I recall just me but, shitting on Lawler's commentary style of him just sort of being this contrarian kind of like yeah. I believe everything heels tell me that I summed up in I like bad guy titties. Yeah. Yeah, so they cut like briefly to the commentary table. I guess they're gonna announce that a match is happening. I oh yeah, there's like a women's. There's like a women's thing coming up later. Oh yeah, the fucking sex on the beach. Duh. Okay, they're uh. hyping sex on a beach, which uh, I have the I have the cash sheet for that. Oh. Um, it starred uh, Sarah Calloway. Oh. Uh, Lita. Uh-huh. Molly Holly. Uh-huh. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Ivory. Ivory. Uh, Terry Reynolds. Terry Reynolds. Trish. Trish. Charmel. Charmel. That was and, before uh, she Tori married. Wilson. That was before she married uh, Booker T. Yeah. Tori. Okay, so it's just so, kind of a, no Stacy. Weirdly, <laughs> no Stacy. Weirdly, I guess she's busy. And Dude, think they'd want to get Stacy for that because like, King won't shut the fuck up about her. and long ass legs. Like, come on, legs for days. Anyway, so after that, after that, they cut back. And they're now in their locker room. The NWO are in their locker they room. They have a bingo machine? 
and they got a bingo tumbler. Where did they find that in like the under a minute where like King and like they walked Cole off or King and Jar were talking? They walked off. King was like titties and Jar was like sausage. And then it cuts back to the NWO and they just have a ro- like the entire roster in a bingo tumbler. Like they got the fucking Royal Rumble tumbler or something. The Royal Tumbler, as I like to call it. <laughs> and they said, yeah, they spin the balls and they fucking pull one out and they're like, ooh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we, Scott, you're wrestling this guy. And then Scott Hall's like, oh, that guy. And then he, he just leaves and the match starts. <laughs> and then we cut, yeah, we, Scott Hall, like the NWO come out and then they like, you know, they kind of just stand around and then they're up, the opponent comes out and it's Spike Dudley. With a Titan Tron that I actually really like. It's like it's like a rotoscoped sketch of Spike Dudley doing things. Like, like doing a pose and shit and everything. Yeah. And, and really I thought cool. that was that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. So first off, how did they who authorized this match? I don't know. Vince maybe, because he's Vince, on maybe. their side. Yeah, and it is fan appreciation night. So Scott Hall needs to beat up a guy because he's wrestling Stone Cold and people need to know that he is a wrestler. In case you're like smooth brained and you don't know anybody in the WCW roster. In case you forgot who Razor Ramon was. Yes, and Scott Hall needs to beat up a guy and Spike Dudley is that guy. <laughs> he's just that's it. he's good at look getting his ass kicked in a very convincing way. He made his money doing that, and I respect that shit. He retired before the other two Dudleys on his fucking team. Yeah. Mostly because yeah, just he made his money doing that and he got out. <laughs> Yeah, good on Spike Dudley. So yeah, this is just a protracted beatdown. Uh, continuing the dick-based offense as um, Spike headbutts himself into Scott Hall's penis. Yes. And then he tries for like a Dudley dog, but Scott catches him and just like crotches him on the rope. Lots of penis. And, uh, so lots of dick-based offense, and it will continue. And uh, then Scott Hall... Um, we got to talk about the fact that we had to respect the fact that Scott Hall invented the T-pose. Motherfucker invented the T-pose, and I didn't realize he always, it. Like, he Hulk, always T-poses. I, I saw Hulk the, Hogan, I saw Hulk Hogan, like, do the T-pose as a way to, like, let Hall know that, you know, do the razor's edge. But that's a fucking T-pose. <laughs> he does the T-pose every time he hits the razor's so, edge. You know how he does that little kind of, like, shuffle thing every time he enters down the ramp? I don't want people to do that when they remember Scott Hall. I want them to T-pose. T-pose, man. <laughs> Assert dominance. <laughs> Assert your dominance like Scott Hall does. Because no one ever kicks out of the razor's edge. And they don't kick out of the razor's edge because he T-posed on them first. Yes, exactly. And also because he told Bookers he wouldn't do the, the razor's edge if he lost. So, or if, yeah, if he lost that he didn't do the razor's edge. So, um, I am going to give this next segment the amount of time they had it on the show. Mark Henry's back! And that's yeah. the end of the segment. Cage-lowering <laughs> music! What? Oh, cage-lowering music. music, yes. Oh, yeah, also, uh, Scott Hall beats Spike Dudley, as if I needed to really tell people do, that. Do we need to tell you that Scott Hall obliterated Spike Dudley? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just... But, uh... We get we get cage lowering music because we're coming up on the main event, and then we cut to Stephanie Man covered in like fucking in like fucking hives and shit. Yeah, because she's, she's broken out because Triple H gave her tampered lotion. 
So that's so that's some crime right there. That I, is, I was like, I don't think you can tamper a product and give it to that someone because there was like a bunch of murders with Tylenol back in the day. Yeah, I think. So what is the punishment for tampering? Uh, it can depend on the level. I think. Um, well, I causing say, an allergic reaction is a very offensive maneuver to do. I would say that would qualify under serious bodily injury. Probably. Yeah, because like. And I don't want to reference any certain people, but some people died from allergic reactions like that, like yeah. straight up. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. You don't uh, want to. Rip Monty. Uh, Rip Monty. But uh, well, that that's different. No one, no one tampered with his products because we're not fucking weirdos who. No, think we're that... not conspiracy theorists, and we aren't saying Miles and Carrie murdered him to take over the show. That would be insane. That's not even the actual conspiracy theory, but... <laughs> I want to be the main character. No, Miles! Ah. But, uh, <laughs> Don't do it! It's uh, a serious bodily injury to any individual results. Be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years, or both. I think Triple H has already accumulated a life sentence at this point. <laughs> at this point, yes. So, once again, you on the rap sheet. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. No! <laughs> what the fuck? What? Oh, you put law order doink doink. Fuck, I forgot an and. God, I yeah, almost we played a... just find... Now we just need, to... We need to find the video next time. <laughs> God damn it. Well, Jason, you got a shout out on WrestleBoy. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Hi, Jason. All right. Uh, so Triple H versus Kurt Angle in the steel cage. Uh, Jerry Lawler wants like he's Jerry Lawler talks about how he's smiling so much and how he should have his su smile surgically removed or something. So I don't it's want like a face. He doesn't want. He wants to have his mouth taken out. <laughs> Just so my mouth shut. This <gasps> match kind of had a slow start, but to be fair, yeah. it's the only properly length match in the entire show. <laughs> Yes, and we started talking about why is it so slow paced, and it's like we kind of realized it's because Triple H is such a mark for like that uh, old, old school, school fucking like NWA territorial wrestling. Yeah, where, like, that he's... where like there was only th like three matches on your car on the card, and they want to get their fucking money's worth. Yeah, and you know what? Given like the faster paces of every other match on this card, I can absolutely respect taking it down, like winding it down for the main event. Like, really building you know, a match. I, I don't think his match would have dragged as much if all, all the other matches weren't, like, three minutes or less. Yeah. Because it just, like, if you went from, like, normal matches to kind of a long match, from, like, quick uh, shit matches to a kind of long match, it just feels like such a big gap. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, oh, my God, we're, like, crawling through molasses. <laughs> like, oh, no. So, so what we're saying is Triple H wasn't a boring wrestler in 2002. It's just... Everyone was going too fast. Slow the fuck down. That doesn't mean Short like your 50 minute matches, but I would say the main event should be like a good half hour. But whatever. yeah, this was a good like 15 minutes. And um, this is where I started kind of realizing the more I listen to JR's like baby face commentary talking about Stephanie McMahon, the more I understand why she abused him like that, back in like 2005. That Jezebel. That he's he is straight up just calling her a slut. That witch. That. What was the phrase he kept coming back to? I think it was Jezebel. It was probably Jezebel, but it's like he's just straight up like calling her a slut the entire time. 
And it's like, oh my god! I imagine like like anytime she wanted to like she would start beating on him in two thousand five. She just replayed this commentary in like her headphones to remind her, yeah, fuck this guy. We were spending half of this match making our stupid, confused Teddy Long joke. Because it's like Teddy Long's outside, like ref, like the referee outside holding, like he's got the know, lock for the door. door. He's got the lock yeah. for the door. Yeah. So like Kurt Angle would come up and he's like, "What are you doing? You can't go through the door, player. The door's locked. The door, player. The door's locked. Hold on, let me unlock that door for you, player. Oh wait, you're leaving. Up, oh, guess I'll lock the door again. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of just like Teddy Long being very like, kind of like very, very he's very picky. When it comes to opening that fucking door. <laughs> yeah. Or like, why are you coming near the door? <laughs> like, just sort of like that. Or, <laughs> oh my God, my favorite fucking joke. Uh, you can only go through the door if you're down with the brown. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get fucking Rodney Mac in 2002. I think Rodney Mac is 2003. I might be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, because that was when the five minute white boy challenge and like I think that they did that just to build up Goldberg squashing him. It's a shame. We I want to see Rodney Mac. Um, said, I'm trying to remember a lot of this match. A lot of it was good, but I didn't write a lot as many notes about how it being uh, good. Uh, I think Triple H also gets kicked in the dick. Jr. doesn't know what a salve is or a salve, whatever. Salve. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Jr. and like Jr. and King were trying to exchange because King was talking about like how Stephanie Man needs a salve because a salve. she got like because she got covered in the shit. Jr. was like a salve. What the hell? <laughs> it's just it was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I made a terrible. <laughs> uh, when when fucking Triple H kicked um or when Kurt Angle kicked Triple H in the dick, I said Stephanie Man backstage. Man, I'm impressed. Kurt Angle hit such a small target. What a tiny dick. <laughs> and then they start talking about the giant vagina again. I don't think they actually did that. I think no, did they? they yeah, they commented on it. Or they they started talking about the Grand Canyon, which is oh like their God. their allegory for the vagina and how big yeah. the giant vagina is. Haha, <laughs> funny yeah. giant vagina. Uh, uh Triple A tries to climb out and Kurt like drags him down and we see his you know, ass. He grabs the ice. We <laughs> almost saw his ass. We got very close to seeing it. Time his ass. to see my ass. <laughs> and then uh Seven Man comes down and just shoves Teddy Long aside and knocks fuck, him out. Fuck you, Teddy. Oh huh? <laughs> uh, no, I'm knocked out now. Oh uh, no, no, <laughs> we can't now I can't lock and unlock that door. <laughs> What are you doing, Stephanie? Why are you going in that door? Even while Teddy Long was out on a ref bump, we were still making like Teddy Long talking about the door jokes. I don't even like, know why it's funny. <laughs> it's just such a stupid thing. <laughs> like just because because Se Stephanie broke the lock at one point, it's like, oh man, you broke the lock on the door. Now it's not gonna close right. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna close it right, player. Because <laughs> I imagine just Teddy Long actually saying this during the Stephanie show. Stephanie interferes really with distracted. the rest of the match. She is once again a Jezebel. I, yes. I heard something about two trucks, and then we started making Neil Caesar Riga jokes. Because, like, at one point, like, they both slammed into each other, and it was like, Oh, it was like, two that's, trucks like two, colliding. that's like two trucks colliding, King. And we went, like, I went, that's like two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles involuntarily reflex, King. By God. <laughs> By God. 
Kurt Angle wins it, after a lot of bullshit, but it, that's fine. Like, there was at least two points where it's like one time, like Steph opened the door, and then like Kurt was going to go out, and she was like, "No, no, go back in and beat up Triple H some more." And then he does it again. <laughs> like he goes back on his own volition to beat up Triple H more, even though like he wants to win, right? <laughs> Like, fucking get out of the cage, step down onto the floor, ding, 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 Kurt Angle wins, go back in, beat up Triple H some more. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it's, it's like the gold dust thing, only worse. Like, well, with the I gold think, dust. Yeah, I think that's how they close Raw with, like, Stephanie and Angle celebrating up the ramp. Yeah, then they beat Triple H, and it's like, ha ha. Ha we did it. Yes. My skin hurts. Ah. Uh... But you know what? It's a good. It's a good match. Yeah, it was. It was. And good. it was a good, was a good finish. Match. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we had a main event. I don't object to. Yeah, like it's very interesting, and I I like cage matches. It was very engaging. You got two really good workers in the in the match, and yeah, I'm gonna say it, Triple H even at this point was still pretty good, even though I hate his angles. I hate his storylines, but he can at least deliver the goods. And now we come to SmackDown, which is from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, no Shawn Michaels. Weirdly, weirdly yeah, weirdly for a San Antonio show, no Shawn Michaels. So uh, Ric Flair is just like storming backstage to Undertaker's locker room, which is really weird because you think he would have confronted him, like, the other day and not on Raw. <laughs> You'd think. You'd think he'd also confront him when Undertaker got into the building. Yeah. It's but, just, it's a sort but of But he thing. waited until SmackDown started, so... Yeah. And then he's pounding on the door, and Undertaker, the fucking pervert he is, is watching a recording of him beating up David Flair in the shower. Yes. And, and then, then they like, started mentioning that Undertaker is collecting VHS tapes for some reason. Because they keep doing this spot of him watching footage of stuff. Yes, and like that started the weird joke of him being like a Mike Stoklasa type. This is Red like, Letter Media just collecting and, bad movies on VHS tapes. And then we did the worst joke ever of, I did it all for the Nuki. The Nuki. The Nuki. <laughs> you can take that cookie and stick it in your VHS player because it's better than anything that i got right here <laughs> and then like we get the intro and then undertaker goes down to the ring and he's still, like he says like i guess like all right yeah you get your you play your video or whatever where i put down pay your college editor 200 to put this in a video well rick flair takes a whole week to react to his son been beat up and i think he comes out to the ring first yeah because Ric Flair starts punching himself in the fucking head. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like, he starts knuckling himself in the head to try and, like, break I think open he has like an I think he has an old cut from, like, a couple weeks ago, and he's trying to break it back open, but it doesn't work. Then The Undertaker comes out, and he's like, Rick, Rick, chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, it was David Flair's birthday. Yes, he turned 23. He turned 23 that week. And got the worst possible Christmas present you or birthday present you could get from the Undertaker. One on one with Undertaker in the shower. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I'm not repeating that joke on my notes. Brooms. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> Undertaker's uh, like, chill the fuck out, Flair. This isn't fun anymore. Actually, fuck WrestleMania. 
Oh, fuck this! I don't want to wrestle you we're anymore. We're not gonna. We're not gonna wrestle. Fuck it. I, don't I care. forgot. A, I, I also noted that Ric Flair can't fit on a trophy case. Yes. So that's also great. But if you still uh, want to wrestle, I'll get back to you. Fuck it. Oh my god. <laughs> this feud sucks. Ric Flair's like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, Flair's riled up, and Undertaker's like, no, no, I don't want to wrestle you. Well, they're trying to up the stakes because it's to make it more personal, but this feud started out still kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. I think if I remember, it was just because of Maven. Respect and Maven. Respect and, and Maven, and then the they just switched it to Flair? Yeah. Because he, he already had the match with The Rock. Yeah. Um... Uh... But yeah, then we cut to backstage Stephanie. in the hallway. They're still they're still splitting like Triple H the, is chewing gum. Triple H is chewing gum. Gum, gum, gum. and then, then, I want then, my then. dog. Gum, gum, gum. Yeah, fruit they're, they're arguing over like fruit. Oh yeah, Stephanie gets Stephanie gets the Corvette, but Triple H wants the pet dog. And he mentions that she doesn't even like feed the dog or anything. So why can't he have his dog? Which is kind of weird. What's fucking bothering me is that throughout the show, like, we learned the dog's name is Lucy, but every time they, like, refer to, like, Lucy, they use it as the pronoun. So it's like, man, you really do not give a shit about this dog. My cat, Oliver, who is a small gremlin, terrible monster cat, I call him he because he's he's a boy and he's Oliver he's and boy. he's a stupid, he's stupid cat. <laughs> he's a stupid baby. <laughs> He's a stupid baby who bites you when he wants to tell you he likes you. He's like, yum, 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 I love you. And it's like, ah. it's like, stop fucking biting me, you little weirdo. I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you care more about your cat, who is an asshole, than Triple H cares about this dog. That he wants back, but will not call it she or her. Yeah. <laughs> It's not an inanimate object. It's his dog. Continuing, continuing my feel, the feeling of like, man, I don't care for either of you. Yeah. Like you're talking about this dog like it's just like it's the fucking TiVo. No, I get the TiVo. <laughs> Willie Regal's uh, back on commentary. Willie Regal's back on commentary. Yes, because he's good at it. And he's scouting uh, Rob Van Dam. You know, keeping an eye on him because, like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up when we have a match at WrestleMania. We got a hardcore title match: Rob Van Dam versus Goldust, which where, I'm okay with. I love yeah. that Goldust has golden weapons. Okay, yes, we got to talk about the gold color plunder. But first, fucking Regal goes off about how this is like this isn't following Marquess of Queens Marque, Marquess of Queensberry rules or whatever. But it's like. First off, Regal, those are for boxing. Secondly, yes. this is a hardcore match. Everything is legal under hardcore rules. So what are you going on about? Uh, fun fact about Marcus of Queensberry rules. It is mm -hmm. the predecessor to the current WBA rules. The major difference being it was... Sh there weren't a limit to how many rounds you could have. <laughs> so you could just go on forever. Yeah, you, you boxed until some guy was down and out. Or dead. Or dead. So, like, also, you can see these old-timey pictures of, like, people boxing before the, like, prize ring rules happened. 
and just and before, like, like the, the whole mat is covered in mu- and covered in blood like seven stone colds happened and and, and and they're like they're like eddie guerrero versus jbl or just yeah. anyone wrestling jbl levels of bloody but yes gold colored weapons <laughs> like chair like a- gold trash can Gold chair and a gold trash can. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking charming. I love it. Yes, that is adorable. Uh, and Lawler says he won't spoil the fucking Golden Globe nominations. And we're just like, no, tell us, Jerry. I want to know. Spill that tea. <laughs> spill that tea. It would have been useful because we do not have a 2000 alert for this week. Yeah, there was nothing that we haven't seen. It's like, you know, Xbox and fucking lug shoes. I remember one time we were like, they were like doing the the fucking sponsors, and you were trying to guess what the third sponsor was gonna be. Oh yeah, because they announced the first two sponsors. It was like the anti-smoking one and something else. And, and then I, I was just like, and fuck, what what did I guess? You tried to guess something else, and I think you might have oh, guessed. Block, um, I was like, and blockbuster, and it was no, it was Xbox, and it was Xbox. They might have been Stacker Two. There was sta- definitely it was like Stacker Two, stop smoking. Xbox, and Xbox. it was like, okay, stop smoking the Xbox. We don't, we don't even have like a terrible movie for them to be plug to for them to plug. I like my tangents about shit movies. I know it's. I love that theme, and I really want that to come back for March. So Regal cheats and nails Ravam Dan with the William Regal three and knuckles to help Goldust win. <laughs> yeah, he hits him with the brass knuckles, and Cole starts complaining, or he starts talking about like. Oh, look at look at William Regal. He kind of reaches into a pocket, and it's like, Cole, what the fuck does it matter? Have you this watched hardcore... every fucking week? And also, it's a hardcore match. That's... It's a hardcore match. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everything goes. This can happen legally. But yeah, Goldust wins after a, after a, a brass knuckle shot. It was weird that Regal tried to hide it, <laughs> because it's like, you know, he could just, just put him on and just wham. But a good match, otherwise, you know, fun hardcore match. There is actually more than one song that is the theme song of WrestleMania. It's not only Drowning Pool; it's Saliva. Oh my God! So we were both kind of right in the end. We were both right. <laughs> yes. Uh, we get a we get a recap of the NWO. I got up during this. Yeah, he went to get yogurt because his to get- stomach is shitty. And then my stomach, my stomach had been pretty bad, but actually it's been getting better. So that's good. But like, as soon as I came back, Scott Hall was T posing on Spike Dudley. So yes. I was like, all right. Wait, that was last. That was raw. Yeah, but it was a recap of oh, everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember. Sorry. Um, yeah. And then we cut to Stephanie who has one of Triple H's robes from Killer Kowalski. Yeah. Like, I think it was like. It was like one of his like John Paul Levesque robes, probably. Yeah. Or Terra Rising, if Terra Rising wore robes. I loved those old pictures of Triple H where he has like the feathered ABBA hair. <laughs> oh my god, it's great. <laughs> but for a brief moment, the Jericho Stephanie partnership is nice and like wonderful, and it's like they're being cocky, like Jericho's putting on the putting on the robe and he's smiling, he's holding the belts, and it's like, yeah, I'm the champion. It's like, fuck yeah. This is what I liked about this. This is what I like, and it's gonna go away again. I think Jer- Jericho just wears that for his match later. Or something. Yeah, he wears that for his next match. 
But before that, we got Booker T versus Tajiri. So they did remember the shampoo bit. Well, they didn't do any like they didn't do any bits about it. They just had Booker T fight Tajiri because he said he looked like put the week on crack. Buckwheat on crack. Oh my god. They bring that up on the commentary too. Yeah, so they kept like, fucking oh saying god. it. Oh my god, we can't get away from buckwheat on crack, even though we really want to. But uh all I have written down here is good match. Like I don't remember. Um, any- there was nothing wrong with it, but we also kind of zoned out a little. Yeah. And that's a shame too, because Booker T and Tajiri are both good. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a run in by Edge. Yeah, Edge ran in late like after the match to um to save Tajiri from a beatdown. And uh, you know, we're ba- we're building up to that feud in the most slapdash way. Why why is this why is Edge in this feud and not fighting for the IC title? That's a good question. I don't know why he stopped feuding with William Regal. It really feels like they should have like they should have paid that off at WrestleMania. You know, I maybe it's just because I'm used to the other kind of feud where you trade wins on pay per views, then you start with a rubber match and it lasts about three, four months, maybe. But like yeah. this feud between William Regal and Edge, we've witnessed the birth and the death of it, and it's only been like a month. <laughs> yeah. We get a recap of the build for Hogan Rock with just, like, these generic-ass guitar chords playing over it. Yep. Like, it was it was almost dun 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 levels of just, like, the, wow, this is forgettable. The bad Ric Flair theme. Bad Ric Flair <laughs> recap theme. I think The Rock comes out, and he just says he wants Hogan. Yeah, and basically. The Ho- and the NWO come out, and every time they switched off the black and white, like, the black and white effect with the cut frame rate... The lights are fucking, like, full-on flashing in my fucking eyes. Right? Like, I think you caught the tail end of it, but I was noticing, like, oh, my God. Like, because when they do, like, the NWO entrance, like, they put it in grayscale and they and cut they the got frame a strobe rate. Light. And they got, so, and they got like, out the strobe light, yeah. Yeah, but that strobe light is hitting because they'll cut to the rock kind of reacting and it's just like, bah, 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 like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ. So Edge didn't give us the seizure this week. We were doing so well at that. So The Rock comes out and asks to be pleased taken advantage of. Take advantage of The Rock. Uh, well, it was take advantage of a weakened Rock. But still, like, I put down take advantage of The Rock, an actual quote from the wrestling show. And then The Rock said the penis thing. Yes. He said ju- penis and balls. Yeah, something about how Hogan has a small dick, which is weird because Terry Bollea has a small penis. But Paul but Hogan, Hogan has a big fat cock. <laughs> I remember Jerry Lawler talking American about cock. how he got a call from someone who didn't say who they were and how they said like, oh yeah, Undertale, like The Rock's not nearly as healthy as he claims he is. And I put down the quote. And then I said, what the hell are you? And how did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock isn't sure who you are. Oh, that was Jerry Lawler getting a random phone call from oh. from some rumor spinner, I guess. But it's just like dirt how, how did how did Jerry how did you get Jerry Lawler's number? Who are you? The NWO will eventually come out, and they're still wearing their Tommy Hill figures, which we've pointed out. He kind of looks like Harrison Ford and Bret Hart at the same time. Oh, yeah, Tom, oh yeah, Tommy Hill figure looks like a weird fusion of Harrison Ford and Bret Hart. If you've yes. ever looked at him. And I I realized that I don't think Nash has a feud for Mania. 
yes, this is where I want to talk about like how this match should have been or how Mania should have been booked. It shouldn't have been two separate like NWO feuds. It should have been the NWO versus like a team of like Austin Rock and because you know what, fuck it, he's got nothing else to do. Mick Foley, Austin and the Rock and Sock connection versus the NWO. Like I know Foley's beat up, but I feel like he'd still at least come back for WrestleMania. I mean, he did he'd later. Be, <laughs> he'd be game to take a bump for like for like Scott Hall or something. Yeah, I'll bump for Scott Hall. That's fine. You know, he'll take he'll take a power bomb. One, <laughs> a power bomb, and then just let me lay there. Me... Contractually, contractually obligated. One, <laughs> one power bomb. You get one table. You get, you get one table, McMahon. <laughs> you get one table. Yeah, they put him for a table. Easy. Or maybe the have them, or like TV. have the feud be like fully Rock and uh, Stone Cold versus the NWO. But yeah. before the match happens, just have a backstage beat down and put Foley through a table, and then it's a two-on-three yeah. tag match instead. Yeah. That w- that would work fine. That would work great. And then it's like, what are they going to do without, you know, Mick Foley? Yeah, and then they fight from underneath, underdog it, and get the win. They underdog it, get the win. Maybe Foley will come back out and hit someone with, the like, a bat, you know? Yeah, or, like, or just, uh, like, a quick DDT. Or put the mandible claw on Scott Hall. Who knows? Yeah, just Scott Hall. Or, <laughs> I almost said Scott Hall Socko. <laughs> put a Scott Hall. <laughs> he comes back with like an NWO sock and like puts it on Scott Hall. No, no. He like he like prints a like one of those socks, which is just a photo of Scott Hall, <laughs> and he shoves God. that Scott Hall sock into Scott Hall's mouth. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the weirdest fucking gimmick. Oh my god. That's I, this sock has your name on it. And Literally. your entire face. <laughs> Alright, now we cut to the Hardcore Shopping Network versus The Undertaker. We don't I still don't know where that team name came from. I feel like it's still like HBF Caveman. Yeah, it still feels like a Hogan versus Flair thing that we appropriated. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so it's Al Snow and Maven, or as we call them, the Hardcore Shopping Network. Versus Taker. Versus Undertaker. And this is, it's just Undertaker beating up Maven. Yeah, and sometimes Al Snow, but some mostly Maven. Mostly Maven. And they, and they do a JR recap of and, him. And King, like, insulting Maven the whole time. Yeah. And we're probably, we're not listening to it because we just got tattooed by Mercy Drive playing. <laughs> yeah, um, if you want the definitive Rassle Boys experience... I highly recommend just playing Tattoo by Mercy Drive over any footage of Maven. <laughs> yes. And loop it until he's gone. <laughs> and loop it until he's gone. So they they do replay of like him of Undertaker hitting a choke slam on Maven. And during the replay, like it's like picture in picture and he's the like, Taker's got him locked in the Taker care of business. Taker he taps out. He taps out mid replay. <laughs> Mid-replay, he taps out to the take care of business. And I didn't even know he lost right away until the, the, he kind of, like, the, came back and he dropped him. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, he tapped out during the replay. Like, God, they have, they have fucked this kid over. He is, he is going nowhere after this feud. No, I think that's it for him. I think it's just that's heat it. for life until he's out of, out of the business. He's alive. A few more runs with the hardcore title, and then he's out of the business. Poor, poor Maven. Maven could have at least you. You said it, but I sort of like clarified on it that 
you know, he would probably go for like a mid-card US title run. You know, he'd probably be one of the focal points in Survivor Series maybe, like the, t- the yeah. team match. He'd be he'd be a regular tag team guy. He'd probably have a run with the European title while that's still a thing. Yeah, once you they know. re-bring back the US title in 03, put that on him. You know, and just have him in the middle of the show with his own little feud. He'd last until 2007, and then they'd release him. Yeah, and I'd be okay with that. And then he'd go to TNA, and they'd push and him hard. What's Maven Huffman doing here? Oh yeah. my god! Joey Styles suddenly came to TNA. No, I was trying to do fucking... What's Don name? West. Don you West, gotta yeah. be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! There you go. All right. Uh, Undertaker then cuts a promo after sending Maven off because he he wants, like, Ric Flair to come out and beg for him. But he's pointing, like, downward, and his hand is situated right near his crotch. So it's definitely... Yeah, it's like, Flair needs to come down here, sit on his hands and knees, and suck my dick. Uh, I will always point out just how weirdly sexual wrestling gets. Because Taker care of business is a (laughs) blowjob. And we get, uh, we now get the next match, Chris Jericho versus Kane. Oh, no, no, Uh, actually, um, you, you sort of miss the fact that just Flair comes out and just starts freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah, they start fighting, right? And they start fighting into the crowd, and Shekhov's gun, I actually said that instead of Schrodinger's, because I keep getting that wrong. Schrodinger's fan? Shekhov's fan gets punched in the face, and then they're like, remember that, that'll be a hint for later. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I forgot there was the brawl. In, yeah, they brawl out into like the into the crowd, and fucking a fan gets punched by Flair. And uh, then we get to Chris Jericho versus Kane. Yep, and they also mentioned that the match between Triple H and Angle was like twenty five minutes or something. Yeah, they said that it was twenty minutes, and we just like you immediately. I opened Pro Fight DV. And I'm like, that was clearly like 16 or 15 minutes. It was, it was 15.34, Cole. Don't try to gaslight us. Don't gaslight me, Cole. You and your fucking frosted tips and your sweater. <laughs> I keep forgetting about frosted tips, Michael Cole. I wish I wish Jerry Lawler's gimmick when he was on SmackDown was anytime they cut to him and Cole at like the table, he's just laughing at Cole's frosted tips. Yes. You know, I, I, I'm not saying he looks great as, like, the the kind of short, skinny guy in a suit that's slightly too big for him. But I think it looks better than, I'm wearing a turtleneck and I have frosted tips. B44 era Michael Cole was just terrible, no matter what. Make you come tonight. Over, Over my, my house. house. <laughs> um, I can get down by B44 is a treasure. Yes. <laughs> all right so the match starts up they they do some they exchange some stuff and then like either jericho leaves or gets thrown out of the ring i think he gets out of the ring himself yes and then he's like he points his head like get the shit like get the gimmicks we're oh, leaving yeah. oh yeah he starts getting he starts losing to kane and then he's like get the shit we're leaving steph get my shit Get the belt. And like we're Stephanie, leaving. Stephanie's like grab, like grabbing the belt. She's grabbing the robe, and that's like really like that's great. I love that. And then Kane just starts attacking him. Just Jericho's like, I had enough of this shit. <laughs> like fuck this, we're gone, we're out. 
that's wonderful. It's it's the little things that I love about wrestling that they just don't do as much anymore. Of just like a heel just deciding, fuck this, I'm not I'm not staying. But uh, the match continues for a while. Jericho gets beaten up, and then Kurt Angle comes out. Kurt Angle come out and he help. The funny thing is, I think he came out as soon as you were like, why isn't Kane, like, fighting Kurt Angle? Oh, yeah, I was mentioning, why is Kane not fighting Kurt Angle? Because he mentioned Kurt Angle, or he mentioned Kane in his promo the other week. Yeah. And this week, too, actually. And, like, yeah. he just comes out halfway through the match and just gives Kane a kind of awkward angle slam. But it was like, oh, hey, there's Kurt Angle. I found Kurt and then, Angle. And then, like, I think the DQ is called, or Jericho wins. But I'll assume DQ was probably called, because... No, Jericho wins me. after a lion salt. Oh, but Jericho wins after a lion salt. And then Kane beats his ass. Then Kane beats his ass. Triple H... No, wait, Triple H comes out. Triple H comes out and starts beating his ass, because that's when they get the botch clothesline. I also mentioned that Kurt Angle's in a sweatshirt, and it just makes him look like a... Very thick-necked boy compared to Kane. He looks like such a, like... He looks like an elementary school kid going to gym. He looks like an elementary school kid going to gym, except he took, like, so much steroids. Since, except it's a weirdly steroided elementary school student. Yeah, it's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna play... Let's play dodgeball. And it's like, no, you, you can't play dodgeball. No, you are too big for dodgeball. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't just, you know, just... just fucking slams a dodgeball into a kid and he just falls throws, over. <laughs> throws a dodgeball at a kid and the kid flies into the wall. <laughs> and he's embedded in it. Oh god, it's like the dot. Fuck you, Windows virus support, I'm busy. <laughs> it's like the dodgeball what, like the dodgeball game from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No, it's like the dodgeball game from Hunter Hunter. <laughs> from Hunter Hunter. Well, like, they, they start learning the, the key. or It's called Nen, but it's, it's, it's key. Nen, it's, yeah. it's key. Uh, and they play a dodgeball game to learn how to channel the key into the dodgeball, which increases the force and mass of it. So, like, this little dodgeball can, like, blow a fucking hole in the house. Yeah. Fun fact, that's one of my inspirations for a villain later in my story I'm writing. Yeah. All I was just thinking of was the dodgeball episode of Total Drama Island, but no one got embedded in a wall. They had, like, plexiglass walls. I never watched Total Drama Island. I watched the first season, and that's it. Well, total like Total Drama Island. I kind of watched a bit of action, but it was like, eh, this isn't as good. <laughs> and then I just stopped watching. Uh, but yeah, the botch clothesline over the rope spot, where it's like Triple H goes to that clothesline Jericho over the ropes. You know, they want to do that kind of like you clothesline him, and he sort of does a half backflip. Yeah, the, the 180, as Gorilla Monsoon calls it. Yeah, and Jericho kind of jumps back, but he kind of like bounces on the ropes a little bit and he starts falling forward again and he has to redo the spot. Yeah, well, they kind of just shove him out instead. It's, it's like, like All get right, out, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Always good to get a reference to a primate tor torrential storm on, on a show, even <laughs> if he's not there. Exactly. Uh, uh, we get a hype package for their for, for WF's tour in Southeast Asia. You know, they went, to, they went to Japan. We saw marked out for the uh, yeah. There was like there was like a sign for like SmackDown that they did like a really bad like like zoom in zoom out on, but I could still see like the Ukes logo in the corner. It's like yeah, hey! and then like a, a young Asian lady comes to get Jeff Hardy's signature, and then I was like why, and then I thought about it for a second, and it was like oh, because <laughs> he's got that visual K look. <laughs> I thought you said you were going <laughs> to use that joke. 
Ah, <laughs> I did it without the accent, so it's better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yes, just they also, Ooh, like, they, also they also went to Singapore, which you know, not often they talk about. No there. cane match. <laughs> no cane match. Ah, no, no that might, be, sli- that might be slightly offensive. <laughs> that might be racist. Well, also, Sandman wasn't there, so of course there wasn't a Singapore cane match. I guess it's better than just walking around and saying, Oh, look out, Mick Foley's got the Balkan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, uh, my God, The Rock hit my, I, mankind over the back with that Balkan. <laughs> actually, that's a good point, though, because Singapore canes aren't really Singapore canes. Yeah. They're more like really bad kendo like swords. The Balkan. <laughs> the Balkan. Is that how you pronounce it? Let me let me get the uh, let me get the like the Japanese bot <laughs> because I've always I've always thought it's like be like Bakken. Let me check. It might be Boken. Oh, it's like, it's like Bokuto or Boku. Uh. Oh, oh yeah, Boku good. is wood and Ken is sword. Bokuto. Okay, Bakken. Bakken. Uh. It is sometimes spelled with only one K in English. Because fuck, fucking America, I guess. Uh, yeah, so we have the Southeast Asia hype package, which is kind of nice. Tajiri gets a little more respect. He's got, he's got signs. Because he's got signs and shit. Like, I, think oh, Funaki was also in the, I think Funaki was also in the package. Because they was. still have Funaki. Funaki, but, yeah, who should nice. be out here. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to the back and like... Uh, Ric Flair is in his office, I think. Yes, Ric Flair is in his office with a referee. Yeah, and then like they get a knock on the door, and it's police. They actually had people like, in uniform this time. Yeah, and like they're actually people in uniform, and not just guys with security on the back. So and they're like, he's announcing that Ric Flair is being arrested for punching out a fan. And like the fans there, it's like that's the one, that's the one who hit me, and it's just like I am fucking livid <laughs> because it's like so Ric Flair is getting arrested for accidentally hitting a fan, but there's like there are so many crimes that happen on this show. Oh, we forgot something. I'm sorry. What? Uh, there was a se- there was a segment after like uh, Jericho runs away. Yeah. Where like I think it was Jericho, but like Kane marches outside. To like I a we, cold haven't, garage. we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, that's not yet. We will get there though. Okay, sorry. That's that's after this. I have these so. in the slightly wrong order. But yeah, um, but yeah. So Ric Flair is getting arrested. Yeah. But it's like fucking Triple H just committed product tampering like two days ago yeah. or a day ago. And we got the hot coffee incident. And the hot coffee incident. There are so many people who you should be arresting right now. But you're gonna arrest Ric Flair for accidentally hitting a fan. Like I don't even know why the fan is pressing charges because he got accidentally punched. Unless he was planted by the Undertaker to take that punch, then like well, as they take Ric Flair away, out from the corner leans a mischievous little six foot nine man, giggling at the fact that. <laughs> Ric Flair got arrested. <laughs> yes. He's like, he, 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 he. Fucking, this is so dumb. And then we cut to, like, Kane walking around. Looking for Kurt with Angle. With the mask on, 
shouting, Kurt, Kurt, come out here. I want to talk. And then Kurt Angle jumps him in the back. And like fucking, it, it was somewhere in the parking lot. Um, it was like outside the, par- it was like a parking area. And then they ran through like a little mini garage. Yeah. And like, you know, Angle gets the advantage by hitting Kane with a green chair. Actually, I think he he knocks him down and then he slams the door on him. Yeah, he knocks him down and slams the door on him. And then hits him with the green chair. This has been a night of like colored chair, like multicolored chairs. Uh, and I tonight's am episode is sponsored by different colored chairs. Different colored chairs, because we had like gold dust gold chair. We had this green chair. They're not blue. But usually, <laughs> usually they're blue, like gray or black. Yeah, that's so like standard steel colors, chair colors. So like having these different colors is kind of charming. But yeah, this is happening. Like, oh yeah, this, we, this happens assault. right after he got arrested. This worse version of assault. An actual premeditated assault is happening. Cops are nowhere. Fucking hate wrestling logic so much. Yes. And now we got uh, Lita versus Stacy Keebler, a.k.a. Jerry Lawler's boner. Yes, and also Stacy Keebler's terrible techno remix of She's Got Legs. Yes. This match is unfortunately short. And then the clips of She's got legs. legs. It's kind of like I made the comparison of like the Moose T remix of um of a little less conversation by Elvis Presley. You know that. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Like the break beat, like yeah, playing over while like Elvis is singing. Yeah. It was like that. I feel like we're talking more about this theme song, if only because the match is so short. Um, It is literally just like Jerry Lawler talking about his penis while these two people kind of wrestle. <laughs> and then like Lita hits like this kind of cool proto bomb looking thing. Oh yeah, she hits like this cool spin out bomb and then, you know, just pins and then like nails a moonsault and pins her. I don't know if she even ma- nails the moonsault. I think she pins her off the proto bomb. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a, it's, like this match should have been longer and it's really nice. It was, you know, some solid wrestling. It was solid wrestling, got. but only for like 30 seconds. Cause jazz is going to go beat the two of them up. That dirty women's champion. Yes. Michael Cole with the uh, oops, all racist flub of like, actually, I don't even know one. if it, I don't know what he was going to say, but he just went he- that dirty women's champion. There's like a clear space between dirty and women's champion where like it's he like was, he almost said something that he knew he shouldn't fucking say. He was almost about to say a racist word. I don't know what else he was going to call her. Like it like, really sounded like he caught himself right before saying so, like something that's like, well, I'm well, I hope fucking NWA is hiring. Uh, right. <laughs> I hope TNA is starting up soon. They aren't signing up until May, so he's better, he better hope that ESPN doesn't catch him. <laughs> Coachman's already looking to get a job that there. Dirty women's champion. Yeah, Jazz comes in, does a beat down on Lita. They kept using the word retribution. <laughs> retribution. God damn it. You know, we're trying to get away from that guy. We're in 2002 for a reason. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we're building up to something, hopefully. Probably hopefully. a match on, like, hopefully a match on next SmackDown or next Raw. Coach Red is trying to do, like, a walk and talk interview with Stephanie, and she finds out that her Corvette is parked in the parking lot. 
And so she just kind of like, just like, ah, whatever, I'm leaving. She doesn't say anything mean to him. So like, I mean, like, made the joke of just it. like, which <laughs> make a joke of coaching, just be like, you know what? I'm fine I'll with that. It. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'd rather be dismissed than insulted. <laughs> yes. Or sexually threatened, which seems to be a recurring theme. Or sexually threatened by men. Uh, yeah. Especially so The Rock. We reveal that in between the argument and now, which was only about an hour or so, Triple H cut an entire Corvette in half. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, it was he part of the Corvette here. So it's been almost like an hour. And her car is cut in half. Like, it's cut like horizontally i want to say um it, yeah. it's cut yeah the front half is still there the front the, half is the still back there. half isn't okay so it'd probably be cut vertically then he cut this vertically in half and left like the front seat and like where was like how did he get the, how did he do this how did he get it done so fast was how this did he like get it done who did he get to help him do this like was why this did, premeditated <laughs> was this premeditated how do you tell someone to bring half a car i don't and like and the car alarm starts going off. Yeah, like Stephanie in her anger kicks the car alarm or kicks the car and the alarm goes off and it's like how and is she that starts still crying working? over the alarm? How well, is I, it still I, working? I think I said that the electronics are mostly in the front. Yeah. It's a rear-wheel drive car, but that's mostly just for the 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 drivetrain. Um I don't know. That but dirty it, women's shit. <laughs> Oh my god! But so, but we're still like. Also, this is another crime. Triple H, stop doing crimes. So, destruction of private property. Destruction of private property. And how the fuck do you cut a car in half that fast? Like, you'd have to drain the gas out of it first because if you cut it in half with a saw, it'd blow the fuck up, and then all the arena has to be evacuated and all that shit. <laughs> Right? And I'll, wait, if the car is siphoned out, then how is the alarm running? Doesn't that also run on gas? Um, no, the alarm is hooked up to the battery. Which uh, does okay. have a charge for an amount of time until the alternator runs out of juice. You think he would have cut the alarm, too. Maybe. But, but you know, she's crying over again, the alarm. Destruction of private property, but Ric Flair is the one who gets to go to jail for accidentally punching a guy. Yep. Oh my god. The the worst, the least bad crime got arrested. Right? So, The Rock's facing Scott Hall. The Rock versus Scott Hall. This was a match. It wasn't bad. Rock hit a pretty sick kip-up, even though it led into a garbage sharpshooter. With Brett, with Hulk Hogan, It's like, kind of the standard it. thing of, like, oh, Rock would win this match if the NWO kept not, or stopped distracting him. Stayed out of it, but no. And Paul's got a weird piece of paper in his chest hair. Yes, and this is where I noticed, like, his ankles are kind of thinnish. Yeah. Because his boots were really... Either his boots are really tight, or he's got, like, thin lower legs. This isn't because really that much of a match, because Stone Cold just runs out and tells him to go fuck themselves. Yeah. I don't even remember if anyone won. Like, Stone Cold runs out, they brawl. Eventually, the NWO are scattered, and Stone Cold literally just flips him off and goes, fuck you, and then it bleeps it. Yeah. <laughs> it made it sound like, um... Regrouping to fuck another day! Exactly, thank you. <laughs> because, like, JR goes, like, regrouping to fight another day, but because the bleep happens just as he's saying fight, it's not like regrouping to fuck another day. Yes. Uh... 
Then Vince comes out. He does. And he starts talking about how, like, oh, you want to fight the NWO? You want to you team up and fight the NWO? And then he says, this Monday night, you'll get your match. <laughs> this Monday night, which is... I'm sorry, that might be that might be correct, but it doesn't booked, sound right. He booked a tag team match for three days ago. What do you mean? Because it's like, yeah, this Monday night would be the Monday of the week. The Monday of the week they're in. Which would be the, like it would be three days ago. Yeah. Or two, so he would yeah. say like next Monday, right? Yeah, next Monday night is what you wanna say. Because that's when that's when like that's when Raw is, is next Monday, not this Monday. You're on SmackDown. Yes. I know you've gotten to say bitch at least three times uncensored, but you are on UPN, you're on SmackDown. Yep. And then we end on the replay. Oh, yeah, they run out of time, <laughs> or they, they run out of, like, segment, and they just start doing replays, and then sometimes cutting back to, like, Stone Cold having beers with The Rock and throwing oh. them towards but, McMahon and making McMahon flinch, but they keep fucking cutting the camera wrong. Like, they keep, like, I think they only show either the the beers flying at them. Or, or McMahon just, flinching. <laughs> yeah, they don't show, like, Austin actually throwing the beers Just properly. throw those beers off screen. Yeah, the beers are coming at them from off screen, basically. And yeah, they just kept running the fucking replay, and then... Alright, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> otherwise, a, otherwise a good week, though. It's better than the last two. It's been better than the last two. Like, we were engaged the whole time. We didn't, apart from Booker T versus Tajiri, we didn't, like, wind down the way we did. Sometimes I'll, admittedly, I'll kind of start getting sleepy and not write down the last, like, 20 minutes of SmackDown. Yeah, and my tanks are usually spended that by the time we hit the SmackDown main event. But this time we were engaged. Yeah, we we it 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 flew by like a fucking breeze, and that's a good thing. Uh, we were entertained. There was stuff we didn't like, but we 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 covered that in detail. And the good outweighed the bad this week, I'd say. Yes, and that leads us to awards. By the way, which show did you like better? <sighs> Great question. I'm gonna say because there were less NWO segments. SmackDown might have had the lead on that. Raw had but some good matches, time, but SmackDown had less NWO. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, Raw had the better matches, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say Raw, though. Yeah, Raw, especially for that main event. <laughs> that main event was pretty good. It, that was it's like, that was very, event. that was very Raw. Yes. And speaking <laughs> of the main event, our main, our MVP this week, surprisingly, not Kurt Angle. I'm giving it to Triple H. Kurt Angle was very close, and I was going to give it to him, but Mega Fighter has pointed out to me we have awarded it to him the last five weeks. For five for five episodes in a row, Kurt Angle has won. Yes. So I felt like, you know what, let's be fair, let's spread some love and let's give it to Triple H, who definitely earned it this week. You know, he might be overrated in like that era, but that you know, doesn't mean yeah. he's bad. And his angles might suck. But his wrestling is still good enough to like make up for to, it. Like go as yeah. long as it's not too sports entertainmenty. Yeah, which having which having you know a wrestling guy in there definitely helped. Underrated uh, was fucking hard. It was fucking hard. Because it was we so were much like, harder because I've had this argument and discussion like behind the scenes, but I was always trying to figure out if underrated should be deserves better or. 
does a good job in the position they're they're in. Yeah. Of what makes someone underrated. And ultimately I went with Lance Storm. And I I was kind of fighting for like Albert and some other guys, but I agreed with him eventually. <laughs> Because like, because Landstorm managed to make a five-minute match feel like a ten-minute match, and it had, and a, I don't think like, that they had a, a match thing. with a fucking story. They had a match with story. They made a five-minute match feel like a ten-minute match, and that's not a bad thing when we say that. We mean like that it was like more engaging than it was. It's like you were watching a ten-minute match on fast forward. Yeah, like at one point five speed. Yeah, but like that's fine. It's but like people fine. who it's like people who read for like 1.5. Yeah. So yeah, was, Lance Storm, you got one. Uh sign of the week because it was the most like interesting sign we had seen is Vince eats man chowder. Oh yes, Vince eats man chowder. I saw a sign for the Booker T shampoo. Oh yeah, they barely, shampoo? that they barely mentioned. But oh, yeah, then the this Yakumoshi. Yakumoshi. Yakomoshi, whatever it is. The shampoo. I still don't know what that means. We still don't understand it. Like, we Googled it, we looked it up. We tried. It's fucking... It doesn't... It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. We may as well just keep calling it the Yakisoba shampoo. Yakisoba shampoo. It makes your hair look like noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dolph Ziggler uses that. Uh, my, my Y segment of the week was Ric Flair getting arrested. It kind of has a it's a Y that exists because other things around it make it a Y. Where it's like why everyone else is committing crimes. Ric Flair accidentally punches a dude, and he's the one going to jail. But like, like Triple H is fine, and fucking Kane and Kurt Angle's fine. Kane, Kurt Angle's fine. Triple H has both done product tampering and destruction of private property. Especially towards the same person, and that's grounds for a restraining order. Uh, that's grounds for a restraining order. But no, Ric Flair, you go to jail because you punched a guy by complete accident. And you could at least, you know, just apologize and give him a shirt. You know, the typical apology. Uh, Jerry Lawler first count is at 18. Jesus Christ. I gave it, I put it, I, I gave him like five points at one point because he went like, like puppies and legs and puppies and legs, fives, legs, ah, legs. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, <laughs> please stop. Please stop. Uh, no 2000s alert this week. It, we've, we've, there's nothing new or unique with the 2000s alert to bring up. Yeah. Sadly. We're hoping for another terrible movie for them to plug. Come on, just it's, find some shit movie. Just I, I know we're at, I know we're out of fuck you. It's January, but come on, fuck you. It's January. <laughs> Endless trash. Endless trash. All right. So that was Russell Boys for the first week of March. We are we are now going to have one more week before Sour Skittles. Oh yeah. I cannot oh, wait yeah. for Sour Skittles. I'm telling you, I will buy Sour Skittles for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like sour things because like they the, the, the crystals start like cutting the top of my mouth. The cri- sour Skittles are so fucking hard. And they're like, really and they're know? like harder to chew. Yeah. There's, they're what was so- the one sour candy that we found out that we actually like? Because it doesn't do that. Um, 
I think it was called like Albanese gummies because they like cook the sour the sour crystals, sour, sour crystals into the gummy. Yeah. Instead of like coating it in it, so it stays sour. It doesn't become sweet by sucking on it. Yeah. Which is what I do. I when I have sour candy, I'll like put it in my mouth and like suck the sour off and then eat it. Yeah, because then it's just hard as a fucking rock. Yeah. Skittles. Can't wait for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I'm Mega Fighter. That's Allie. Oh hey, that's that's and, Mega Fighter. And uh <laughs> like and like we always say on Rassle Boys, we do it for the Nuki. We do it for the Nuki. What? The Nuki. What? The Nuki. The Nuki. What? So you can take that cookie. <laughs>